The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. I'm Andy Owens, pastor of Family Discipleship here at Providence, and today I am joined by my brother John Irwin, our executive pastor here at Providence. John, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, glad you're here, man. So tell us a little bit about your family before we dive in today. Yeah, I have an incredible wife, Sarah, 20 years. We met here at Providence in 1998, and then we're married in 99. Awesome. Uh, so we've been here a while together. And then we have two teenage sons, Caleb, who is 16, and Samuel, who is 13. Okay, so you have some experience parenting future men you uh, in the midst of the teenage years with two boys. So, yes. so today we're going to talk about developing this most important, most essential, most crucial habit your kids will ever develop. And that is the habit of reading, studying, memorizing, meditating, ultimately listening to and living by faith in God's word. So we're talking about the Bible and your kids. But before we talk about practical ways to help our kids develop a habit of reading God's word, let me just take a minute and throw out this question. Uh, why? Why should we care that our kids learn to read the Bible for themselves? You know, Andy, that's that's such a great question because oftentimes motivation is everything. And I think we could quickly and easily answer that question by saying as Christians, that's that's just what we're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, that sounds more like obligation and drudgery rather than being helpful. And I think as parents, the last thing we want to impart to our kids is some false belief that reading a Bible is an obligated task that proves that we're actually followers of Christ and somehow earns our acceptance before God. And, and that's just not true at all. What we really want to impart is we want our kids to know God personally. Mm-hmm. We want them to understand his love. We want them to meet the Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to understand the gospel and then find joy in walking with him. And so motivation is key. And, you know, when I read the gospels slowly, I see Jesus is constantly teaching the scriptures. It's a priority to him. When it comes upon a crowd, he most always teaches them. Uh, He does heal from time to time and cure, drive out demons, but most often he's teaching him. And when I ask myself, what does this tell me about Jesus? Why does he always start here? I conclude because he knows that's the most loving thing he can do for them that's to what, teach them the scriptures. That's what we need more than anything. I mean, right. even the very word disciple, it's a learner, right? We, right? we learn from our master, from our teacher, Jesus. And we're talking about discipling our kids, discipleship in the home. Yeah. So out of his love for them, Jesus wants them, the crowds to know God and he wants to reveal himself to his disciples and to them. And he wants them to have wisdom for living. And so if we take that motivation as parents we can see that the teaching and the training of our children to read the Bible for themselves is probably one of the most loving things that we can do for them. That's good. I think of, I mean, when you're talking about for their own joy, I think of John 15 when Jesus is giving this illustration of the where branches, he's the true vine and we can do nothing, bear no fruit apart from him. He says in verse 11, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Jesus speaks his words to us so that we can have the very joy of the Son of God in ourselves. Right? Good. He wants us to be happy in him. Anything else on that one? No, I think, I think keeping that motivation is key, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we could talk for an hour more, honestly, of the benefits of our kids learning to read God's word for themselves. I mean, new, spiritual life starts by hearing the word of God. We're strengthened, sustained, sanctified by the word of God. We're equipped for every good work by the word of God. I mean, there's the list goes on and on and on. So it's central, it's essential, it's crucial. So how did you guys encourage your boys to start spending time in the scriptures on their own? How old were they? What, yeah, what were some first steps? Yeah, I think every child will be different based on how God has created them and wired them and their different seasons of maturity. We have two sons, and honestly, sitting still, the task of reading is just not on their priority list most of the time. Sure. But when they were younger, say toddler age up to around 10 years old, we would seek to have devotions before bed separately, three to four nights a week. That was our goal. We would do them separately because every time we put them together, it wouldn't go well. They would get a, end up getting tickled and laugh, and I would get frustrated because I had this profound insight I wanted to sure. impart to them. Um, when you say separate, did you and Sarah both sit with Caleb and then Samuel separately? or is No, it like, we would hey, divide and conquer. Divide and conquer, yeah. Yep. Okay. And we would try to switch it up sure. back and forth. And then as they moved into their preteens, early teens, we would encourage them to read on their own. And then we would sort of gather as a family and do the devotion together. So and then now, reading ahead of time, the content for yes. the devotion. Okay. Yep. And then sitting down all four of us yeah. together. And now that they're both uh, teenagers, we encourage them to read daily on their own. And again, if you keep the why, the motivation in mind, every parent with that motivation will gauge the maturity of their child and move in that direction um, to getting them reading on their own. But overall, I would say that by 13 to 15 years old, kids should be reading the Bible, feeding themselves from the Bible. Okay. So were there any other resources, whether it's like a journal, Bible reading, journal or, you know, there, there are lots of resources out there to help kids spend time in God's word, devotional books, anything that you guys found helpful for equipping your boys to be Bible readers? Yeah, we, we did, but they were, they were quite simple. We looked at a lot of Bible reading plans, some of the most common ones versus those uh, provided by Providence versus I think Robbie Gallaty even has one for teens, but for each one, I found for my boys, they were a little too much, uh, too much scripture to digest in one setting. I mean, they may work for some, but they didn't work for us. So what I would do is I would just create our own each month, a book of the Bible. I usually cover about 10 to 20 verses a day, and we would just slowly walk our way through a book of the Bible. And I think what's helpful is to have a time each day, not every day, but most days, five to 10 minutes where you just digest it together. And as a parent, one of the things I found most helpful is just to ask probing questions to help them to make sure they're developing a thought process, just not being able to recreate a story. Um, And then we would find one application from that text and pray, pray together around that. So you're kind of modeling for them by that, in that daily time to process together, what, you know, how to read the Bible, how to, you know, seek to live in submission to it application. That's right. That's good. Good. Okay. Uh, so I'm sure there were obstacles, any that you'd be, you know, willing to share like, you know, challenges that you guys faced in trying to cultivate this habit in your boys' lives. Yeah. They're, they're always obstacles. Uh, some are, uh, small and some are like brick walls. And so I think there's a lot of contributors. Uh, I think sometimes it's just was my failure. Uh, as a father, 
to keep it in front of them uh, or check in as regular as I should have or, or continuing to remind them of it. And sometimes uh, they just didn't want to talk. You know, maybe it was a rough day. Maybe uh, there was challenges going on and, and they just didn't have a lot to say, which is fine. Um, I think sometimes when we're raising our kids, we forget our own experiences yeah. Like we expect them to be this checklist, perfect, read it every day. And that's just not life. That's not life for us. That's sure. not life for them. And so I think grace, grace and perseverance are huge. Um, and so there'd be times when we'd break it open and one, one of my boys would say, you know what? I, I got behind this morning. I didn't, didn't get to read it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. We'll yeah. get it tomorrow. That's good. Uh-huh. I think it's, you know, saying that it's just really... I think that's a really helpful mindset. You know, we can easily begin to show ourselves a lot more patience and grace than we show our kids. Right? We we don't remember, like you're saying, that, hey, it took me a long time to develop this habit or to to fight against this sinful tendency. And sometimes we expect our kids, hey, I told you to stop doing this. Why, yeah. why didn't you stop? And right. I told you to read your Bible. Why, why aren't you doing it? And, yeah. and I, I think it's really important to not come at Bible reading, probably at most things, but especially Bible reading as this is something you must do, this kind of heavy handed, Mm. authoritative, but rather don't you want to find treasure? Look what kind of treasure God has put here in this book and let's go find it together. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a great analogy, sort of a treasure book. I think the last thing we want to do as parents is to instill with them that the Bible is some rule book that Right. Sucks the joy out of life. Mm. No, we want to see it as a gift Amen. from God and Amen. a privilege to read it, not a duty. That's right. Okay. Any other thoughts or encouragements in this on this topic for our parents? You know, the last thing I would say is just reminding them of Paul's words out of Second Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty four, and he's talking to the church at Corinth there, and he says, "Not that we lord it over your faith, but we work with you for your joy." Because it is by faith you stand firm. And so as parents, we don't want to lord it over them and require discipline, spiritual disciplines as a means of our acceptance, but we want to work with them for their joy. That's a good word to end Um, on. Mm. So as parents, we just constantly reminding ourselves that we're laboring for their joy. That's right. That's good. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you joining and sharing some of these thoughts. And we hope that you will in reliance on the God of grace, help your kids develop this habit of listening to his voice. Thanks for joining today, and we'll see you next time, Lord willing. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.